When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Jeff Drake from the Joneses, and you're listening to the Pantheon Podcast Network. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Martin Popoff here. Welcome back again to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcasts. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding cabal of music podcasters were available on spotify itunes simplecast and over 40 other podcast platforms all right so here we are this is an episode i've been threatening for a while and uh you know i've, I've had some people asking for this ever since i mentioned it uh the odd time uh the brief is snow globe bands episode 178 snow globe bands so what are we talking about here um this does not relate very much uh well it relates a little bit and i'll get to that a little later um I did an episode called Bands of Individuals, and then I also did a, a episode even more recent than that on no category bands, and it doesn't really relate to that either, uh, but, but basically no category bands actually, uh, you know, most of these are actually no category bands, but just because you are a unique band, you aren't a snow globe band. So what am I talking about here? So the idea here is, uh, and here's a funny thing about this. So I asked a couple buddies for any examples, and I didn't really get much traction. So, uh, so the last comment I made is that, wow, after having all these examples that I don't agree on, uh, it's like the narrative of this episode is nobody knows what I'm talking about, perhaps, when I, when I do this. But I figured I'm going to plow ahead anyways because... These five examples, I think, are perfect, perfect examples of this. And I must say that Tim Derling, thank you, Tim, he did remind me of one that I was always planning to include, but I had, it had completely slipped my mind. So there's actually, I've got six really good examples of this and then a few wobbly ones that I'll mention at the end. But of course, we're only going to uh, showcase five of them. So the idea here is these are bands that create a complete ecosystem of their own a biodome to a world uh you can almost imagine these bands so the main idea with this and the main thing i think that is useful uh, to have a discussion about it for uh, is the idea that um 
that if you if you listen to these bands intently and read their lyrics and got it in their music and just soaked all this in and watched some live videos and got into the aesthetic, whether that's the album covers or the fashion sense or the grooming sense or whatever, and just immersed yourselves in these uh, yourself in these bands. Um, These are the type of bands that if you're not crazy about your personality or you want to change your personality or you want to just make some changes in yourself, get a new you. Uh, These are bands that actually um, would change your personality. These are bands that that, uh, have almost like a a credo, a philosophy, a self-instruction book uh, to what they do that... If you if you copped to what they were doing, if you just got into everything they were doing, you would you would actually um, you would see a, a a chemical imbalance or balance, however you want to look at it, uh, a a definitely a material change in your personality. So different things about your emotions, your philosophies, um, your views on whatever religion, um, how cranky you are, how happy you are, how violent you are, how sad you are, whatever, all these different things. You would you would actually uh, these bands are actually almost they, they almost have like a a blueprint to a personality type so that's kind of the idea and as i was saying as i went along you could almost imagine these bands um that that with their catalogs they've created a little nation state a little country of their own and you can almost see these bands as having their own flag for that reason so that's that's kind of the idea what else did i have in my notes here um it starts with the lyrics okay so the idea with the lyrics with some of these bands is is you know, like I say, you, you could almost create a Bible or a philosophy textbook or a um, or or like a like a self-help book uh, out of out of the oeuvre of these bands. So I hope I'm not building them up too much. And when you hear the examples, you're going to say, eh, what's he talking about? Because that's kind of frankly the uh, the. Um, you know the 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 sort of uh, result that I got out of having nobody really give me any any good examples. Um, but uh, yeah, what else do I have here? Blah blah blah. Let's see. Uh, okay, so yeah, I, again, um, you know, w- when I asked and I was getting a little bit of type back on it, um, you know, people were leaning it a little bit to the fans, and this isn't exactly this isn't about the fans per se. This is what these bands do themselves, and what the fans do. Like I say, I I think the fans who adopt them, the more serious fans that adopt them, it changes their personality. So it's not just it's not just being a cult band, although these are kind of cult bands. Uh, let me see here. I would say most of these are are definitely cult bands. So so it's almost like it's because okay. For example, Tim Derling mentioned Kings X and Rush, for example, and you know people talk about those as cult bands in a way. But as I as I bounced back to him, I said no. These bands have you know in the case of Rush, millions of casual fans. It's not exactly a cult of Rush. Those people are like well adjusted. They like other bands, blah blah blah. It it didn't it didn't quite feel feel the same way. And King's X kind of the same way. So I'll I'll mention a, a few of these later as well. But um, but yeah, again, um, you know, I went and looked at this past episode, the most recent one, one sixty eight, the no category bands one, and it's like oh man, I hope I haven't done this episode already. And I realized no, I I haven't. Um, and and the idea there, the point I want to make make is that not every unique band by not fitting in a genre or whatever is is one of these. Uh, so there you go. There's kind of the buildup. So let's take a listen to our first one. It's kind of the I guess yeah, it's the oldest one of all these. This is the Grateful Dead with "From the Heart of Me." Take a listen. Age old 
All right, so The Grateful Dead. So this is from 1978 Shakedown Street. Now, why are these, uh, why, why is The Grateful Dead a biodome band? Well, in, in a super obvious sense, um, they do have the deadhead thing, right? But the deadhead thing is a pretty remarkable, interesting thing. It is a whole life philosophy. It's a way to dress. It's patchouli oil. It's, it's hey man, you got, you got an extra ticket. It's, it's buying and selling crafts. Uh, you know, it's drugs. It's uh, it's being at the show and and the communion of the show. But also, okay, so that's the fan end of it, and that's almost like the proof that they are a snow globe band because the Grateful Dead did create this Deadhead Nation, right? Um, and and they are a certain type of people, and their personalities have been shaped by the band, right? Um, but. I wanted to play this because number one, my favorite era of the band is the Donna God Show era, Donna and Keith. I, I love the Shakedown Street album, but you know, I wanted to make sure that you heard. So, so I wanted to make sure you got the male and female duality in there too, because that's kind of important too. Because when I think of a deadhead, right off the bat, I think of a of a hippie chick ra- rather than a guy, actually. Um, but of course, the, the band is you know most of the time they were just guys, right? Um, but again, so so why the dead? So so the dead also have their um, you know very unique and distinct sound. They have this strange guitarist who sounds like like a uh, you know a a alto sax or a clarinet player sometimes. So they have this unique guitarist. They have you know maybe the two drummer system thing. They have you know very interesting beats. They have jams. Um, you know all the music even though it's 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 you know covered a, a large uh you know space of time obviously we lost jerry i think it was 1995 um but uh you know there's a there's a somewhat of a similarity through the whole thing but even more so they have um okay so let's look at the lyrics so they have like these couple of you know pretty interesting outside lyricists you know who are, who are you know giving us this sort of very uh, americana sort of hippie poetry it's kind of beat at times but you know, throughout that, you you get you get the whole the whole hippie experience. There's a little bit of darkness to it. There's a whole there's a whole philosophy of these of these different complicated interweaving narratives that go through their lyrics. And again, the idea is it creates um, a world. So, you know, not not particularly you know a direct philosophy or a Bible. That's that's a little more abstract. But you actually kind of get, I think, a narrative of certain recurring characters throughout out all that as well. And you get the iconography of the uh, of the skeleton and the roses, right? So you've got all that going through it as well. The bear. Um, so there's there's all these different things that build up this package that that make them a snow globe band. I forgot to mention why I'm calling the snow globe, of course, but I'm I'm sure you figured it out. But the idea of those little the little plastic gold globes with water in them and the little snowflakes, and you shake it up, and uh, and you know you get a snowstorm, right? So so the idea is in in one of those little domes, they're they're little plastic globes. That is a a complete hermetically sealed. Um, nation state it it's it's a little world it's usually like a little cityscape or a countryscape you know with the snow falling down and and you know nothing comes in nothing comes out and that and that's kind of the way i feel about these snow globe bands so so the idea is um is that again um this band is a is a self-contained thing and if you go in it as a fan you you your personality will change and you and you you know depending on how how heavily you take it um you will become a deadhead right 
sort of thing. So that's our first one. Um, take that for what you will. Take a listen to our second selection here. This is No Means No with Rags and Bones. <laughs> Okay, so this is the one Tim reminded me of, um, but they totally fit, and it actually bumped out another one for me when he reminded me of it. But So this is that Victoria band that is considered, you know, in short form to be called the, the Punk Rush. Um, they're absolutely super fascinating and interesting. They, they have retired now. Um, but, you know, you've got Rob Wright and John Wright, the two brothers there. Rob Wright is the vocalist and the bassist, and, and he's got this big sort of Getty, Lee, Chris Squire, Lemmy, a bass sound. He's he's very proficient on it. He has to sing at the same time. Um, you know, John Wright is back there on the drums. He's also a really, really good drummer. I was always impressed when I went to see them live how meticulously they sort out their sound. But there's so many things about them that create a world. A world. And the main thing is, is that their lyrics are really dark and cynical and uh, super poetic and uh, and read as a set. Uh, you know, I swear, I mean, it just makes an amazing, amazing, very cynical, uh, you know, like a, like a Schopenhauer and a Nietzsche. Uh, uh, did I, did I uh, pronounce that right? Schopenhauer. Uh, anyways, uh, Heidegger, uh, who else? Uh, I don't know. I've been, I've been watching a lot of, you know, I, I, I took some philosophy in school and I've been also watching a lot of these YouTube videos of these short synopsises of all these guys. Dostoevsky, perhaps, you know, Russia famously doesn't have a philosophy. Russians, Russia, Russian philosophy shows up through these big, huge novels kind of thing. So yeah, they don't have, they don't have a philosophical tradition. That's a whole nother thing. Don't get me talking about Russian cosmism, but, um, but yeah, so so um, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, if you if you just you could just read No Means No. If the music drives you crazy, and the music is kind of designed to repel you in a way, the music is very geometric, complicated, jagged punk rush kind of thing. I love this band to death. They're one of my favorite bands. Um, but yeah, so so lyrically, um, you know, you will you will slowly become uh, you know poisoned. Uh, but in a good way, uh, over time by reading their lyrics. They're some of the greatest lyrics in the entire rock and roll industry. But the other interesting thing about them, uh, along this uh, sort of repellent, um, uh, you know, uh, trying try, try to, try to create a cult of, uh, of absolute non-commerciality is their strange, strange album covers, which look kind of simple and thrown together and very punky and kind of funny, tossed off uh, with titles like Why Do They Call Me Mr. Happy? Um, would we be alive? That's more of a single. Um, but even even stuff where you don't know if it's the the band or not, like the Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong album. I'm just looking at my uh, my CDs here. One down and two to go. Uh, the first one, No Means No, Mama, with the sort of Chinese writing, and it's just and that's a really really obscure album. And then very very uh, you know punk hardcore looking. Like I said, they're they're from Victoria, so it looks like a California band album. But the um, the small parts isolated and destroyed. Uh, album, EP, whatever you want to call it. Uh, no means no one. Uh, they have one just called one. Very simple cover art. Uh, they have one called The Worldhood of the World and then in brackets as such. 
Worldhood of the World is in all caps and as such is in all lowercase. Um, so yeah, really, really strange cover art. Um, amazing, amazing songs. Heavy punk, but but also very proggy, gorgeously recorded. Uh, my favorite album is the last one they ever made, which is called All Roads Lead to Ausfahrt. Uh, A-U-S-F-A-H-R-T. Um, incredible album uh, with songs like uh, Heaven is the Dust Beneath My Shoes, Mondo Nihilismo, 2000, The Hawk Killed the Punk, I'm Dreaming and I Can't Wake Up Till I Die, Slugs Are Burning in Her Eyes, Mr. In Between, I See a Mansion in the Sky. Really, really cool stuff, but absolutely, absolutely a snow globe band. Uh, if you go into this band, the more seriously you go into it, you will become the personality of Rob Wright. And, uh, you know, by extension, John Wright, his his brother as well. They've had different guitarists kind of over the years. Uh, Andy Kerr, Tom Holliston, Ken Kempsner. Uh, no, sorry, drummer. That He's a, a drummer at one point there. So, yeah, Tom Holliston and uh, Andy Kerr. Buddy of mine is actually coming up with a No Means No book. It looks really, really good. That's going to be out, I, th- I think, next year um, on PM Press. Uh, but yeah, absolutely one of my favorite bands in the world. Um, really, really interesting, complete snow globe band. Um, all right, this episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs. That's betterhelp.com slash five songs. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, let's move on to our third selection here. Take a listen to this. This is Typo Negative with Burnt Flowers Fallen. All right, this is actually one of my favorite examples. Uh, it's one of the first ones I've always thought about with this. Uh, you know, as I, I, I joke even, uh, you talk about them having a, a nation state. These guys actually had, you know, we, we lost Pete Steele a, a while back, so the band is no more. Pete Steele was the leader of the band, of course. You know, big tall guy, the big booming voice, the wine. Um, but these guys actually had banners on stage with their symbol, which was a circle with a minus sign in, you know, typo negative, right? You know, I joke that they actually dressed like uh, Fidel Castro, right? They, they, had, they had that look of a, of a military junta government. So talk about building your own nation state. So, so typo negative, absolutely uncategorizable band. Um, so many things about them make them a snow globe band. Uh, we could start with them being ambassadors for Brooklyn. We can start, uh, you know, we, we can move on to the uh, the neon green and the you know the green aesthetic of their of their album covers and and the whole merch look and the stage look. Um, the way they have the uh, you know the the text coming down the side, filling the corners on their album covers. Um, you know uh, the look of the band. You know they're they're kind of like you know big kind of scowling looking good looking guys you know long black hair you know kind of well dressed generally speaking you know formally dressed so they have that that sort of goth look now we can move into the goth thing how they're an absolutely unique goth entity under themselves they 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 fit in goth um but nobody's like them right um nothing is like these guys uh gothic wise um you know, you can move into the the bizarre buzzing guitar sound uh, that you get with these guys, a, a sound that, um, you know, like some other guitarists, I always talk about Steve Howe this way, maybe even Jerry Garcia, but, you know, he comes up with a sound that... Um, you know, this is this is Kenny Hickey. Here's the other thing about this band. So this band has been has had a constant lineup since 1989, except for the drummer um, Sal. Uh, uh, Abrascato, I think, yeah, that's how you pronounce it. So, so he left early on, but after that, Johnny Kelly comes in, and they've had this basically, um, you know, consistent band right up to the end. Um, but yeah, Ken, Kenny's guitar sound is this really buzzing, distorted sound, like our No Means No example, kind of designed to repel. Um, and then you get into the lyrics, and the lyrics uh, create this whole like snow globe world of Pete Steele, this dramatic world of Pete and his and his insecurities and his drugs and his booze and his women and uh, and you know the 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 whole um, well October rust and the whole haunting fallness and death and all this stuff all wrapped up together. So so you get again, their lyrics would make 
would make like a story, a narrative, a book, uh, a philosophy, um, you know, a, a, a pile of short aphorisms or, you know, philosophical short chapters or whatever. So perfect, perfect snow globe band. And like I say, everything about them, the, the aesthetic, the black and the green, um, you know, and they even have, um, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little uh, different on later albums, but on earlier albums, uh, they definitely, well, I, actually, you know, as, as I look at them, it's, it's kind of, similar throughout but they very much like no means no they had this thing with um complicated song titles uh again um designed to obscure uh any sense of commercialism um they also have like you know silly little like noise things they have long passages of boredom um long songs um so they do a lot of things that are are designed to uh you know i'm even looking at the yeah, the Life is Killing Me album. So this is uh, way up into 2003. You got uh, Less Than Zero, and then they put in brackets the Less Than Sign Zero, Todd's Ships, Gods, and then in brackets Above All Things, dot, 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 a dish best served coldly. In brackets, we were Electrocute, um, you know, Drunk in Paris, The Dream is Dead. So, uh, yeah, kind of similar to No Means No. There's, there's definitely a sort of... Um, you know, re- repelling uh, commercialism and not wanting to be part of a club and leave us alone and we're cranky sort of thing. But so many things add up to typo negative being absolutely their their own sort of uh, snow globe. Uh, all right, let's move on to our fourth selection here. Take a listen to this. This is Morrissey with First of the Gang to Die. The pretty, petty. Okay, so this is an example. This is from You Are the Quarry 2004. You have to say that the Morrissey myth starts with the Smiths. You know, the Smiths are somewhat of a snow globe band as well. But Johnny Marr is part of that with that strange, you know, strange but conservative guitar sound. Um, and just this very sort of simple, jangly, often acoustic sort of sound. And then this strange lead singer. I wanted to include this one because... This is one where, um, you know, we talked about cult earlier on. Well, there's definitely a cult of Morrissey. But again, there's a whole, there's a, uh, there's a whole philosophy of Morrissey and this whole androgynous, not even androgynous, he's kind of a masculine-looking guy, but the whole thing, is he gay, is he not gay? And, and you know, or, or is he just, um, or is he just uh, abstentious and, you know, do, doesn't concern himself with women or guys in that way? And he, but he, but he kind of lives this gay, fashion-y life. And, uh, and all the songs are like about, you know, personal backstabbing and, you know, my friends let me down and I let my friends down and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's a lot of interesting personal stuff going on there. And then the music itself, um, very hard to describe the music again it's it's very conservative but then on you know on the same token nobody really sounds like Morrissey um but yeah he's got these massively massively devoted fans um and uh, and there's just this whole 
this whole world created that is only Morrissey world. I mean, it, it, it literally sounds like Morrissey rattling around a house by himself, a very, very nicely interiorly designed house. Um, so, so there's that. And just, just kind of like a, like a, um, again, a, a bit of a, a bit of a cranky, surly attitude. i definitely a bit of a diva attitude to him as well. Um, so, so I, again, we've got, we've got this snow globe situation where there's this, the cult of this, guy that there's nobody really like him right and I wanted to include this one because um, some of the other examples I thought of lean down this path of one guy right so so you know Devin Townsend arguably um, you know he's created a world that is that is this really cool elaborate nation state of of Devin Townsend creativity that you can listen to for dozens and dozens of albums Mike Patton you know I didn't want to say fake the more fit here but then I start start thinking you know Fantomas Mr. Bungle you put it all together there's kind of a a, a snow globe feel to uh, how deeply you want to uh, identify yourself with Mike Patton and and the way he is and his creativity and all that. So again, um, if you if you love Mike Patton to death and everything he does, that could change your own personality kind of thing. So I thought they fit there as well. Um, and then the other band I wanted to mention, Mick Phelan mentioned this band as well, and I don't really buy it, um, but he mentioned The Cure. Um, and I, I want to mention them here because they're kind of adjacent to The Smiths. Not really buying the Cure one as well. They did a lot of different kinds of music through their years. There's a there's a there's a cult of um, of Robert Smith and the whole goth look and all that. But I think the cult is a lot heavier and uh, and you know more. Um, more committed in one direction with Morrissey than it is with uh, with Robert Smith. So uh, yeah, not quite buying that one. But yeah, Morrissey, absolute snow globe band for me. Let's take a listen to our last selection here. This is the Stranglers with water. Okay, so this is another one. So, so I wanted to include this one because I also did include this band in the episode about um, bands of individuals. So, and and I found it kind of an interesting thing that um, when I looked at the band of individuals episode, which I covered the Who, which I almost considered for this. Yes, almost considered for this. King Crimson, definitely an honorable mention. And uh, either Tim or Mick uh, or maybe Derek told me some, someone mentioned when I brought this up Iron Maiden and I don't buy it with Iron Maiden but it's funny that I put them in band of individuals and you know these guys suggest them so so there the whole idea with the band of individuals thing that I think is is interesting here with the uh, with the snow globe thing is when you have a band of distinct personalities um, uh, you know, making, you know, in their lane, making, you know, interesting Dave Greenfield uh, synth sounds, J.J. Burnell with the French thing going and his buzzy, buzzing bass, um, you know, Baz Warren, uh, Hugh Cornwell, who am I forgetting here? Dr- the drumming, Jet Black. Um, you, you, um, so Stranglers have a very, very unique sound, but it's a unique sound that, that you can pick out the four different things. So I thought the idea is, okay, we're, we're, we're a snow globe. We're building a, a little island nation here. Uh, you know, what better way to build an island nation is with 
multiple personalities. Everybody I've mentioned so far, it, it's more of a band situation, right? So, so Stranglers, it's kind of neat. You've got you've got your your Presidente, uh, you know, you've you've got your your um, your various cabinet ministers and it, so, so you've, you've got an actual government uh for this little little snow globe nations uh state with the stranglers uh but again you've got an aesthetic you've got this this dark dour cynical sort of thing going on um and and if you lined up all their lyrics uh there would be a certain a certain feel a certain emotional feel although they are quite various um they go to different places but i i still think I've always said this about the Stranglers, love them to death. They seem to be one of these bands that um, when you take it all in together, whether it's the Hugh era or everything that came after, it creates a little world, a, a little a little pile of texts. 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 <laughs> I'll get there eventually. So, so yeah, I, I, I almost look at them as... Um, as a pile of uh, instructive booklets or 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 little little aphorisms, just a feel, just a just a nation, a landscape, a, a dark forest, um, you know, a dark, you know, semi busted down, past its time, mid sized UK city kind of thing uh, that that you get with the Stranglers. Um, I definitely feel a world there. I definitely feel a. Um, a snow globe band there but yeah I, I thought it was kind of funny that uh our bands our band of individuals episode most of those bands were almost can, uh, candidates for this my honorable mentions okay the one i kicked out for no means no uh was voivod um because i feel voivod does the same thing and with them it's a little different uh there's a twist in it there's this there's this ongoing sci-fi story of Voivod and the fear of nuclear war and uh, you know outer space and these these interesting um, contraptions, uh, you know, biomechanical uh, monsters slash you know machines that that Michelle draws. There's the the interesting Voivod font. Uh, there's the idea you know of the Voivod itself. It's pretty strange, you know, the fact that they're from Chicoutimi, Quebec. Um, they're, they're, the fact that they're a complicated band that you can't categorize or like progressive thrash sort of, right? Um, so, so I think they create a world of their own, but it's almost even more of a literal world. It's like a science fiction novel world. Um, and then, and then Snake dovetails rather well with Michelle's lyrics. I mean, they, they both have this, this kind of cool, uh, English as second language, uh, way of just stabbing you with words and and coming up with these interesting concepts which are Philip K. Dick kind of like sci-fi philosophical throughout even when they're not talking about anything directly Voivodian um, and so yeah across all of those records um, I think you do get um, you do get this little little snow globe world of uh, purples and blacks in this case rather than you know neon greens and blacks as you get with uh with um typo negative um so there you go um yeah like i say king crimson is one i thought of primordial i can't get out of my head either primordial when i play that stuff in the car driving around i think wow this is a world unto itself as well um all right, I'm going to leave it at that because I've talked for a long time. I, I, I had my Facebook all open here. I was going to go through all these great examples uh, that we have on the Facebook page about, um, you know, extra ones that I could have put in from last episode with title track weirdness, but I'm out of time because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm told you don't want to go too much more than half an hour with one of these things. I, I always keep them about the same, and we're at that point now, so it looks like I'm going to have to uh, hold off the uh, all the, and you know, go to the Facebook and, and check it out because there's a a lot of great ones that I missed, great examples of, of this episode that had a lot of uh, examples and stuff uh, in it. Um, 
All right. Um, if you like the show and want to support it, yeah, I've got the Kofi.com slash Martin Popoff thing. You know, you know, I do that instead of any Patreon or whatever. Hit that red support button. Buy me a pint. Um, on that. On that front, uh, this week I'd like to thank Andy at Black Sugar Transmission. We just put up a really cool profile of Andy uh, that we did with the Contrarians, and you can see that at History and Five Songs or my regular Facebook, or just go to YouTube for that. Andy Black Sugar, he's the you know he's guitarist for Cam, FDM, Blondie. Really interesting story um, there. And uh, Joe Beck at Bel Air Expediting. I'm actually going on his show shortly. I think Joe, when it, what is it next week? Um, anyways, we're going to be talking about genre tags and are they a good idea or not a good idea? I also want to thank David Fisher, Sasha Kellerman, Augustine Garcia de Paredes, Steve Polari. Augustine is actually proofing my next little book. We started these panel books again, but I don't want to talk about the bands we're doing. But he's going to uh, copy edit that for me kindly. Um, yeah. Augustine, Steve, Steve Polari, uh, Mark Priest, Brian Sager, and Stephen Samchuk. Uh, you can go to my website for any of the books. The Dio book is new and still out there. That's the Killing the Dragon book. The other cool thing is I, I finally got in the, um, the little, um, you know, baseball card size cards, you know, picture on the front. These are these drawings I've been doing, um, but I've been making these card sets. So the first card set, still got a few of those left. That was 23 cards. Uh, and now the new set is 27 cards. I wanted to get to 50. So now if you get both, you got a, a card set of 50 cards. There's only 36 sets of those. You can email me or Facebook me for that. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's it. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I would love to hear if anybody has any other examples of these snow globe bands. I, I think all of these are perfect. And like I say, I, I, I stuck dumped my uh my uh you know my my small small but esteemed panel of helpers nobody knew what the heck i was talking about i hope i explained myself rather well but again just to just to sum up as succinctly as possible if you listen to these bands and take in what they're saying in a big way and take them really seriously and spend some hours on them uh your personality will change Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at R&R Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.